This is the Taz and Jim podcast. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> it is. It Jeff is. Bezos from Amazon has threatened to murder Leonardo DiCaprio. That's happened. He's officially a supervillain. On social media, a video went viral yesterday of Leonardo DiCaprio chatting up Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez at some everybody wear a tuxedo Hollywood big time event, right? Mm-hmm. And Lauren is staring at Leo. He's a heartthrob. You know, she seems like she's lost in his eyes and she's trying to get his attention. Leo is uh, semi-engaged in the conversation before he eventually walks away. And she follows him. She, yeah, she wants to get close to Leonardo DiCaprio. She's definitely moving towards him like a magnet. Yeah, you can, you can, it's written all over her face. <laughs> so people saying, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to steal your girlfriend, Jeff Bezos. And how does Bezos respond? Well, he posted a picture of himself in the woods leaning on a sign that says, Danger, steep cliff, fatal drop. And the caption he wrote was, Hey, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. <laughs> Clearly implying he's going to push Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio to his death. Funny joke. I would have preferred something iceberg or Titanic related, but still, funny joke. You're on Bezos' side here. I you think, think it's that's funny. Fun. Like, you can sit there and take it and have everybody on Twitter make fun of you, or you can make fun of yourself and join in the in the fun. I don't know what the relationship is like between Bezos and... And Leo, maybe this is their thing. They're always threatening to murder each other in creative ways. That's part sure, of sure, sure. When you're worth half a billion dollars, uh, Leo, <laughs> and uh, another guy who's worth a hundred billion dollars, I'm sure they've been to some weird parties together. Uh-huh. You know, they got some sort of connection. Yeah. I'm gonna murder you because my wife thinks you're hot. <laughs> Jealousy issues. I think this explains why uh, Bezos built himself that giant penis rocket. <laughs> He's got some insecurities. Yeah, maybe. Can't even handle his girlfriend talking to Leo for two minutes without <laughs> threatening to murder the guy. Jim's nephew had to go to the emergency room, shoved a bead up his nose this week. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's fine, yeah. Nose, nose cavity cleared. Did they keep the bead or is the bead in the garbage? <laughs> I don't know what happened to the bead. Put it in a jar and put it on the mantle as a reminder. <laughs> Getting some responses from our listeners. Your nephew's not alone. What do you got? I put pieces of crayon up my nose. My mom was peeved and the tweezers came out. Oh, no. A lot of these are at-home removals, which is terrifying. I mean, if you get it out, you got it out. But I feel like you could do some damage up there with the tweezers. Well, my kids won't even see if they have a sliver or something. It oh, is, yeah, it's it's like a three-person job. Two people to hold the kid down and one person to man the, the tweezers. Like, yeah. they are not sitting still. For like, Do you sedate them? Well, when it comes to the the slivers, the kids act always like they're getting open heart surgery with no like <laughs> anesthesia or something like that. It's like yeah, they, they go bonkers. It, it is wild. So good for you if you're able to get the crayons out with a pair of tweezers. Your kid is well behaved. Yeah, when I was four, I took an earring out and put it up my mo- up my nose. My mom didn't believe me, and then she realized I was telling the truth. Had to dig it out with the tweezers. My younger brother once shoved a piece of sweet corn up his nose during dinner, and my mom used a teaspoon handle to get it out. The whole time, my brother was trying to fuss to the point where my dad said, if you don't do this, we're going to the hospital. 
And then the brother said, no hospital! And then kept his head still until my mom managed to get it out. So maybe that's the trick. Uh, I put a watermelon seed in my ear. Ooh. Two years later, it fell out. And then wow. I, I asked, Lucky the watermelon didn't start growing in there. <laughs> that is the, sca- the terrifying thing when you're a kid, right? In your belly? Doctor, I don't know what's going on, but my hat size has gone up seven times <laughs> over the past three months. Am I getting smarter? Um... <laughs> I once shoved a Smarty up my nose one time when I was six years old. It was awful, yeah. and then it melted, and then the chocolate was running out. You'd think your nose was pooping for a second. <laughs> Looking like Eleven from Stranger Things, yeah. Hey there, you got a story about a kid shoving something up their nose? Well, you know, it's not exactly an up-the-nose story, but um, I had a friend, and uh, years ago she, she had a, a little one, and uh, the uh, the little guy wouldn't eat, right? Yeah. So they couldn't figure out what was going on. And so the kid ends up being about 12 years old. And for fun, she goes and sees a psychic. Uh-huh. So this, this psychic says, you need to check your son's throat because there's, there's, there's a nickel in his throat. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? So anyways, he, she takes the kid to the hospital, gets x-rays, and sure sh- shoot. There's a nickel in that little guy's throat, and he couldn't gain any weight or eat any food or anything like that. So he had that in his throat for years, and they didn't even know. Wow. They, they thought he was just being picky. That's why yeah, he wasn't sure. eating. That, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. But it's good to hear they got the nickel back. Yeah, sad. <laughs> I'm just text messaging my wife here. Mm-hmm reminding her that she needs to get downstairs before the kids do today. Why is that? Because there's live mouse traps in the living room. Uh-oh. That's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a movie last night on the couch, and I see this little tiny furball creeping past the front of the fireplace right under the television. I was like, no, come on. <laughs> no. It is the worst. No matter how clean or new your house is, you feel like you live in a dump when a mouse scurries by. (laughs) Your first instinct is to grab the family, get them on the sidewalk, and then just burn the place down. (laughs) All holding hands. Yeah. It had to be done. Sorry. Sorry. We had a mouse. There was no (laughs) other option. I got my wife. I'm like, hey, there's a mouse. And I saw it run back because when I, when I moved, when I sat up, the thing went back and it went under this big chair in the living room. And I said, honey, like, what are we going to do? I'll lift the chair up. You Smack it with a broom. Well, we're going to try to do the Tupperware container over top. Oh, that's humane. Yeah. But she didn't want any part of it. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and it was a two-person job because the chances that I'm going to lift the chair and be able to... To catch the the mouse at the same time. Oh, it'd be one of those things where the mouse would win that battle and the chair would land on you, (laughs) somehow win. I'm in a full body cast. (laughs) (laughs) The mouse shows up to the hospital. (laughs) I can't move just my eyes as the mouse crawls across (laughs) my nose cast. (sighs) Yeah, so I went in the basement. I set a couple of mouse traps, a little peanut butter on them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I go back to watching the movie, and, and I'm waiting. And uh, sure enough, 15 minutes later, a little mouse comes out from under the chair, Ooh. goes right up to the trap, paws on it. I'm cringing, thinking, oh, my God, I can't watch this. Here we go. This is the moment. This is going to happen. 
Mouse proceeds to lick all the peanut butter off the trap and run back under the chair. <laughs> the thing never so went close. off. It never went off. Was it was it one of those classic wooden and metal spring ones that Yeah. You, oh, yeah, those sometimes work, but I grew up in a farmhouse where there was a ton of mice all the time and uh learned that the those black plastic ones where you pinch the back okay. are way better. I don't know what it is, they're more sensitive or something like that, but um they work way better. And then when the mouse is trapped, you don't have to awkwardly pull back the thing that destroyed the mouse, like that metal arm, and get your finger yeah, in there. Yeah, you yeah. just pinch the end and drop it in the garbage. I usually just go trap and mouse in the garbage with the wooden ones. True, yeah. yeah. It's infested. <laughs> Buy a jerry can full of gas on the way home. Just in case, <laughs> man. Last resort. Getting a little cooler out there. The critters are trying to find some heat and they found some in my house a little mouse in my living room yesterday set some traps i just got confirmation from my wife she has moved the traps out of the living room so the kids don't step on them this morning and there was no mouse in either trap that i set not a good sign not working you guys are better than google here we've asked the taz and jim listeners what should i do how should i deal with these mice and we've got some calls coming in what's your name Steve, uh, your mousetrap problem? Yeah. Glue a piece of dog food on it. Glue dog food to the mousetrap? Yeah, on the little spring portion. Buddy did it two weeks ago. Ten minutes. Mouse gone. Awesome. Okay. They, they tug on it, so it... Yeah. The peanut butter, they're just licking off. Jim, yeah. I need to borrow a, a piece of... A singular piece of dog food Done. You. Thanks, you man. Go. David, what do you, what's your solution for the mice? Well, I work in pest control, uh, and I can tell you that whenever you're dealing with a mice infestation, you've got to find how they're getting in in the first place. Uh-huh. So looking around the exterior of the home, what you want to find is any hole that is as big as a dime, and you want to have that sealed up to ensure that they can't get in in the first place. Snap traps, glue boards, bait stations are all viable options. Just make sure they're placed against the wall because mice are blind. Uh, and they use the whiskers to navigate. They have very narrow sight. Right. So by placing it against the wall, they're going to be sure easily find it because they're mm. curious creatures, and they always want to kind of seek out new things added to their environment. Yeah, that last guy said that uh, I should put dog food, glue dog food to the traps. What is the best bait? Um, any any granules, so peanut butter, uh, dog food, anything that's got a, like a grainy taste to it, they'll go for it. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. If, if you... If you want to, I would suggest you could get a 20-point inspection done by a professional mm -hmm. just to make sure you find all the entry points because then you won't have an ongoing problem. What is the saying? If you see one mouse in your house, it means there's probably 100 in five there? More. There's probably five more hiding. Ugh. Five more. Okay, that's not as bad as I was expecting. I thought, I thought it was, if you see one, there's a 100. That's more like cockroaches. Well, at least I don't have cockroaches. Thanks, Could David. Worse. I want to see you peacock. Cock, cock, it's time peacock, for sports cock. with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Uh, Dev, we got to tip the cap to Connor McDavid. If you logged on to a computer on the weekend, you saw one of your pals had posted the video of McDavid's goal where he just blazed through an entire team and scored a beauty like this guy you kind of forget how good he is and then he goes and does something like that he made the new york rangers look like a peewee team i mean it's kind of like men versus boys sometimes when it's uh, Connor mcdavid on the ice it was 
the goal of the week might be one of the goals of the year. And what it really had me thinking about was we aren't that far away from the Olympics happening in Beijing next year. And the Canadian men's Olympic team, what that will look like. I mean, I have spent time, I will admit, uh, in the past couple of days looking at the, the possible roster. Of course, that will be headlined by Connor McDavid. And to see Connor McDavid on uh, that team doing what he did to the New York Rangers, potentially against Russia or the United States or Sweden, uh, it uh, gives me the warm and tingly. Russia will have Ovechkin, of course, and Ovechkin, he's he's hitting the milestones here. He has now scored career goal 741. He has tied Brett Hall on the all-time list, and he is now within shooting distance of tying uh, Yammer Yager for third all-time on the list. So Hall is fourth, Yager is third, Yager's only about 20 goals away from Hall and Ovechkin. Uh, Yager sits at 766 goals. Gordy Howe is second at 801. And then you got Gretzky at 894. For the longest time, I thought Gretzky was just too far away for Ovechkin. He'd missed some time, not because of injuries, but because of work stoppages, because of COVID that it might hinder him. But he's off to such a hot start this year, and he is such a durable player. With him stating he wants to play another five years, he only needs another 150 goals some odd, which is a lot of goals for a lot of people, but not for Ovechkin. I think he can pass Gretzky and be the all-time goal-scoring champion in the NHL. I think Ovechkin needs to grow a mullet. I mean, if he's going to be smashing Brett Hull and Yarmir Yager's records... <laughs> Got to look the part. Ovechkin can mix it up with the best of them. When he passes Howe, he's got to do the Gordie Howe hat trick, right? I mean, he can't just score a goal. He's got to get an assist, and he's got to fight somebody. You Immediately fight pass. the goalie after. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't pass Gordie Howe and not do it with a Gordie Howe hat trick. Is it possible for a movie set to be cursed? Because the, the film Rust is definitely trying to prove that it is possible. Hmm. We all know about the fatal accident with Alec Baldwin and the, the loaded gun with live ammunition. The um, cinematographer that was killed on set, director was shot, the production has been shut down. But there's another member of the crew who is currently in the hospital. His name's Jason Miller. He's a pipe rigger and lamp operator on the uh, film. Uh, was helping to break the set down. And he was bitten by a brown recluse spider. Oh, that's random. Very poisonous. There's a GoFundMe set up by his family saying in a matter of days, he experienced severe symptoms, including necrosis of his arm and sepsis. Oh boy, that's not good. He's been hospitalized, endured multiple surgeries each day as doctors do the, their best to stop the infection and try and save his arm from amputation. Oh my, yeah, because the necrosis means your body starts dying. Yeah, the arm's going. Yeah, my God. I just looked up. I don't know what a brown recluse spider looks like, but uh, I just Googled it. It's scary. <laughs> it's like... As far as spiders go, though? But it's it not. Like I scariest? mean, it looks like a spider you would probably see in your house, but bigger. Like, I wouldn't look at it and be like, that's the most poisonous spider I've ever seen. Usually they got like a bright color on them or something like that, but... Uh, yeah, the tarantulas look scarier for sure. Yeah, but it's got the, those long, skinny legs. Man... 
Well, he might lose his arm. And you got to think that if you've worked on the movie Rust, you're looking over your shoulder right now. Sure. Yeah, this is like the modern-day exorcist where everybody got something bad happened to them on that movie. Yeah, or a real-life final destination. Mm-hmm. Who's next? This story's crazy. This is crazy. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, New York. You always think about uh, tasers as the non-lethal option for law enforcement, but after hearing this... <laughs> I don't know. I, I might take a, a a bullet to the leg <laughs> as opposed to a taser. You never know. What happened, Jim? So basically, a 29-year-old guy was being a, a little belligerent in New York. Um, in the attempt to subdue him, they, they hit him with the taser. What they didn't know is previously he had doused himself with hand sanitizer. So when the taser went off, he immediately burst into flames. In front of their very eyes. He didn't die. He's in critical condition um, at, a, at a hospital in New York. But uh, when you say he doused himself in a hand sanitizer, right, did he squirt a little in his hands and, and use it as recommended? Or did he dump a vat of hand sanitizer over top of him? I'm guessing the latter. It doesn't get into details. Um uh, but I think you would have to have a significant amount of sanitizer on you to make it burst into flames. Maybe he did like the, uh, you know, sometimes you don't have access to a shower after you go to the gym. So you kind of do the, uh, the, you know, you give a little right. sanitizer under the ears and under the armpits or something. I don't yeah. know. They call that the COVID shower. <laughs> <laughs> Take a COVID-19 shower. Remember at the start of the pandemic, there was some false stories out there that if you leave your hand sanitizer in a hot car, it could explode or your car could catch fire because of the hand sanitizer. That wasn't true. I believe that urban legend. No, there was a couple stories that came out and people showed pictures of cars that were all burnt up and they were they were clickbait fake stories. Uh, but I mean, a lot of hand sanitizer is flammable. So sure. if, if a spark could set it off, then yeah, absolutely a taser could. You've mm. never seen it before. Like I could see a guy, like if there was a guy doused in liquor. You know, and he's, uh, you know, after a oh, football totally. game or something. Zambuca? <laughs> Dump a bottle of Zambuca over your head? You yeah. ever have a flaming Zambuca shot? Yeah, those things. This guy, boy, talk about bad luck. Yeah. Like everything just fell into place for this guy to, to catch fire. Oh, totally. <laughs> and how terrible would the cops feel, too? I know it's kind of their fault, but that's the last thing you expect. Yeah. Like, did I just tase a vampire? What's going on here? Anyone who witnessed that would be a little confused. (laughs) Yeah, a little startling. Okay, well, there's the the tip of the day. If you are planning on getting tasered by the police today, Mm -hmm. stay away from the hand sanitizer. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.